bring it back? She brought all, she called it all back. I know, exactly. I know. Good morning, everyone. 9.33, we're right on time. My nose is running, though, so y'all are going to have to put up with my snorting. 
my sniffling. So as we get started today, we're going to open in prayer. We've got a lot of territory to cover, and we're going to use our Bible a lot this morning. So I hope you brought some form of the Bible. So you did? Good, good. So we're going to test your sword drills. Or Hey, phone is how I go to church because I can't see the Bible as well anymore. So I know, I know. I shouldn't be confessing that. I know. I'm getting older and wiser. <laughs> Wait, and meaner and tougher. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I don't hit hard. I just pick up bigger objects. <laughs> That's right, I'm bold. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Well, I saw it. Did I see a hand raised somewhere? I'm glad you're here this morning. Let's open in prayer. If you have a need, just raise your hand. Take it to the Lord. You, I mean, I know. Okay, so you need to sell the house on your property. Yes. Okay, let's just, uh, we have needs. Lord needs, he knows what we need. God, I pray, Father, we ask you, Lord God, that you would minister and meet every need. God, we pray right now in agreement for this house on this property, Lord God. You have the perfect answer for this, Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that you would bring about the buyer, the circumstance, the situation, that these resources would be released in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for every person represented here. And I ask, God, that you would move and open our ears to hear today, Lord God. Open our eyes to see, God. Bring forth revelation knowledge in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, so I'm going to start out this morning in a very spiritual way with a Johnny Cash song. No, we're not walking the line. But y'all know the words, right? What? I hear a train coming. It's coming around the bend. I ain't seen the sunshine since. I don't know when. And I'm stuck in Folsom Prison. Time keeps dragging on. But I hear the train a-coming up from San... He got off key, but it's all right. <laughs> so, now you wonder why, why, why did I say that? This morning as I was ironing, that song just came to me. I hear a train a-coming. It's rolling around. Now, the idea there is Johnny Cash, you probably know the story. He did his Folsom Prison tour after his big drug addiction and he came back and he went and that was his big idea and he wrote these songs he had never even been in prison but he identified and he went in and it's kicked off his career the second time and he was bigger than ever and so we we think about as I was thinking about that this morning I thought about the fact that there is in our lives just like those prisoners. The whole thing was to show that the prisoners were incarcerated and they were locked up and they could hear, you know, the freedom. They could hear that, but they couldn't get to it. They could hear what was going on. They knew people, you know, the whole song, if you know the whole song, you know, it's all about, you know, the people in, you know, in boxcars, drinking coffee and smoking fat cigars. You know, they're, it's about their free life and they're stuck in Folsom Prison because of the choices and the decisions they've made. That's the whole premise of the song. Now, and it's a very graphic song. And so as we, we think about that this morning, I want to, still talking about the gates of hell and the gate of heaven. The gate, see, isn't it funny how the gates of hell are plural? The gate of heaven is singular. 
Because we know, why would the gate of heaven be singular? Ultimately. That's it. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except by me. He is the, Jesus is the ultimate gate of heaven. We all understand that, right? But then, as we go and we look at Matthew 16, the famous conversation with Jesus and Peter. i got to pull my notes up here. The famous conversation. It's me, I promise. Let me pull it up. With, mingle among yourselves. There we are. The famous conversation with, with, with Jesus and Peter. And he says, who do men say that I am? Um, let's go 16:13. And when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" That was Jesus's favorite title for himself, the Son of Man. That's what he called himself. If he were wearing a name tag, it'd be Son of Man, Jesus, Son of Man. He always called himself the Son of Man. That was so important. He knew who he was. He was the son of man. Other, what did other people call him? Son of God. Some people ask if he was John the Baptist or one of the prophets. What, did, what are some other titles that Jesus... The what, teacher, Messiah, rabbi. Son of David. Bartimaeus called him that. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now why would they call him son of David? He came from the lineage of David, and what was he ultimately declaring by calling him son of David? He's calling him the anointed one whom will sit on the throne of Israel that was prophesied would come from David. He's saying, you're the son of David. When Bartimaeus is there, and he's going, son of David, it's a declaration in that moment. He's saying, you're the Messiah. You're the Messiah. You're the one who the prophets foretold us would come from David. And so he's declaring that. He knew. See, that's why it's so important to know your Bible. Because if you don't know your Bible, you don't have any idea what you're reading. So when he's saying that, Bartimaeus is saying, Son of David, that's another title. But Jesus always called himself Son of Man. Interesting also is that whenever Jesus went into his hometown of Galilee, and it says that he could not perform many miracles there. It said why? Because of their unbelief. They had lack of faith. But here's what their lack of faith was attached to. It's all in the text. It says, is this not the son of Joseph the carpenter? And do his brothers not live among us? Nope. Jesus was not the son of Joseph the carpenter, but he was the son of man. Because he had his entrance into the planet not by any male descendant on this earth. Only a female descendant. And that was the prophecy of Genesis 3.15. 
after the fall of man, God said to the serpent, I will put enmity, hatred, variance, opposition between your seed, talking to the serpent, seed. What would his seed be? What is seed in that? I will put enmity between your seed, your descendants. Who are the, who are the descendants of the devil? Did he have children? I'm just one. I'm asking for a friend. Any, anybody? I mean, have you ever thought, you know what I mean? Let's look at the text. I will put enmity between your seed, serpent, and her seed, Eve. And he, her seed, will bruise your head. Take authority over, crush your headship. And you will bruise his heel. Only, Mike says it all the time, the only place that the devil has authority is under the sole of your feet. The place of, not authority, but that's the only place he belongs, is under the sole of your feet. Now, I told you all my weird story when I was, that, when I was that demon manifested. I was at a women's conference, and I mean, it's like, it wasn't just one. I'm, I, I can't even explain it to you. Mike was there, right? It was like, yes, yes. Beware when they invite you to a deliverance conference. A lot of people say that. They really meant it. I mean, it was like, it was wild. It was wild. I'm just telling you. I've been in a lot of places, and that was wild. I mean, Mike was right there. Was it wild, Mike? It was. So, but the demon's manifesting, right? Yes. And so this one, this girl, and I, I finally, I mean, her mother's, she's a teenager. Her mother's down there with her. I mean, and she's just, you know, this demon is just like roaring. I finally, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. You know how, it's just sickening to me. I'm just tired of doing this. So, and all the antics. The antics. So finally, I just backed up and I said, okay, devil. If you are able to cast out Christ in me then do it now. But if not, then you have to go. That's all I said. And she, when I said that, went, I'm howling. And I knew, I thought, oh, I've never done this before. I thought, oh, you know, it's kind of like trial and error. I thought, this just worked. I mean, Spirit of God has clearly given me the information, and I've just never t tested these tactics before. And so, but I know that I like, I'm smart enough to know when I've got somebody on the run. And so I said again, I just I doubled down. I said, do it now. If you're able to cast out Christ, then do it or leave. And when I said that, she screamed again and just collapsed on the ground. Light blue eyes. God is my witness. And so, and at, but when I did that, and when she started to leave, and I, I was helping her up, I felt the weirdest thing. I got a cramp. I got a cramp right here 
in my arch. I mean, I, a char, you know how I'm talking about a Charlie horse? I'm barefooted because I've taken my shoes off because they have heels, and I figure it's better to step on people with my bare feet than it is heels. Because I couldn't stop. I mean, if I, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to help them. And so I took my shoes off, and I'm out, I'm barefooted, and I feel that, and I get a cramp in my Charlie horse. I'm like, in my, in my Charlie horse. I get a cramp in my Charlie horse. I get a cramp in a Charlie horse in my, in my heel. My cramps had cramps in my arch, yes. And so it's kind of drawn out, and I thought, you know how you kind of, I'm pressing it down. Think, you know, all this is going on. But I'm in my mind, I thought, and my thought, first thought was, is this a part? Is this demonic? Is this part? And I'm like, no. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I am super like, like, no. I, just how I am. I'm always like, find the obvious answer. You know what I mean? You're dehydrated. You haven't had enough water. You know, this is, is this, it is, it just, it's just coincidence. This is happening all together. But as I said that, I was like, is this a coincidence or is this like, you know, like some, yeah. And then, and I thought about, and I thought about when I said that, as soon as I thought that, it moved to the other foot, both at the same time. I went, oh. And I thought, then I thought, the only place that the devil has any authority, I've heard him say, the only place he belongs is under the sole of your feet. And so I was like, I'm stomping out, devil, no, you're not getting nothing. You know, and I thought about that. He will bruise, you will bruise his heel, you know, he will bruise your heel, and you will crush his, you might feel it, but it's a crushing. I mean, how many of you would rather have a heel bruise or a head wound? I'm going, for, you know what I mean? I mean, Jesus, we see him on, the, and isn't that funny how the prophecy, God, this is God prophesying. Now, he's a loyal prophet. And he said that the cross was going to be a stone bruise. The cross was going to be the equivalent to Christ as would be just a, Injury on your foot. Just a stone bruise. Because sin could not hold him. None of the weapons of the enemy could contain him. Now it did. We see him bludgeoned and bruised in the crown of thorns. And he is beyond human recognition. But I love the comparison from God's perspective. So he kind of said, it ain't nothing but a thing. And I'm not trying to diminish the suffering of Christ here. That, don't, that's not my point. My point is, is that all taking the penalty of the world's sin and submitting himself to the crucifixion by the hands of angry men is what the Bible says over and over again in Acts. Many people say God crucified Jesus. The Bible does not say that. The Bible says, read Acts and go through and start underlining every time where it says who crucified Jesus. You find Paul's first message. It says that you who are here today, angry men and the Roman government crucified Christ. Stephen says the same thing. You who are here by your hands, the Christ was crucified. Men of wickedness crucified Christ. God did not crucify him. Now, did God allow the crucifixion? Did Jesus allow the crucifixion? Yes.
Yes. So. Yes. That's it. And he was examined and found so worthy, in fact, that when his blood was shed, there was no dove, bull, or goat who was ever worthy to remove the separation of the veil. That's why it says when Jesus was crucified, where was the, the veil of the temple, the separation from God and man, was torn from top to bottom, ending the sacrificial system. Why did it end the sacrificial system? Because you don't keep doing something when it's finished. How many of you built a house and after you built it, you kept building it? When something's finished, it's finished. And when Jesus said, it is finished, it meant it is finished. And the worst insult that we can give to the one who finished the work is to try to work more because in our working we declare it ain't finished. It's not enough. I deem your sacrifice as insufficient. That's why works adding to the sacrifice of Christ is so offensive to God. So as we look here, as Jesus here, he calls himself all that, the son of man. They said, some say that you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. That's what people say this about you. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? And Simon replied, you are Christ, the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Son of Jonah. Isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Where's the Lord God of Elijah? The God that is. Mm -hmm. So he's born. Here he is. He's he's identifying with where he comes from. And his and his authority is anchored in where he comes from. See that. And so when Jesus doubles back and he tells Simon, "Your name is Bar Jonah. Bar means son of." Bar just means son of Jonah, son of Jonah. Isn't it odd? He just called Simon the son of Jonah. What's he doing here? He's referencing Simon's origins. His origins. He said, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah. And then he, now we know why he said it, his next words. Because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. It's as if he said this, blessed are you, son of Jonah. Your daddy didn't teach this to you. Blessed are you, son of Jonah. You didn't get this information from Jonah's teaching. Now, 
that's you're like, well, so what does that mean? Well, just hold that for a second. Blessed are you, son of Jonah. You didn't get this information from your daddy or your daddy's daddy or your daddy's daddy's daddy or your daddy's 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 daddy or your daddy's 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 daddy. You didn't get this, and he would have gone all the way back to, he could have said it like this, blessed are you, Simon, son of Adam. Because you didn't get this understanding from Adam. That's what he said there. But he said, but, now here's where we get the train coming. But this has been, what's the next word? Revealed. You can't see this, right? What's under the white Kleenex? No one knows. It's a mystery. I what could be? What is it a cat? Is it a dog? We don't know. What did I just redo? I revealed it. So he's starting to tell us something. He's saying, Simon, wow. I'm going to speak in Andrea language. Who do men say that I am? Simon's going for it. Something inside of him. How many of you ever get that? I do all the time. Y'all know it. Something inside of you, and I don't have a good filter to stop it. You know, it's like, ah, oh, ha, 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 I got something, I got something. And you are the Christ, son of the living God. And he turns to him, he said, good job. We have the first instance here right in our midst, boys and girls, no girls around, but boys and boys, of a son of man. The son of Adam has just plugged in to the tracks that were destroyed in the garden. The tracks of revelation knowledge. Oh, he just received something by the Spirit. His daddy didn't teach him this. His daddy's daddy didn't teach him this. His daddy's daddy's daddy didn't teach him this. As a matter of fact, Adam didn't teach him this. This goes all the way back to in the garden whenever Adam put the atomic bomb on the, the tracks of the Holy Spirit line of communication to the heart of man and blew it up. And those tracks, were now man doesn't receive information from the spirit realm. He only receives information now from the natural realm. He only receives information from the big five. The line of the big five is what we call it. What's the line of the big five? Seeing, hearing, touching, tasting, hearing, or I say another, feeling, smelling. We got anything. See, it's all physical, right? The sensory realm. And now mankind is governed entirely by his senses. Well, I don't feel like that. Well, then go by your feelings, son of Jonah. Why do you think Jesus said over and over again, you who have ears to hear? 
Did they all not have ojos? No, that's eyes. What are ears in Spanish? Oh, orejas. <laughs> but he said eyes to see too, right? He wasn't talking. He wasn't talking about these and these because he could see they all had those. As a matter of fact, whenever, this is another little fun nugget, whenever Peter pulled out the sword, and what did he do? He cut the ear of Malchus off. What did Jesus do? Dude, calm down. We're not doing that right now. You told me to bring a sword. Yeah, you're getting, your, you're getting ahead of yourself, though. Yeah. I mean, look, Jesus, he picks it up. I mean, they're arresting him. He's like, sorry, dude. I'm sorry, man. Not, it's not my B, but it's his B, but, you know, he's with me. I know. It's just... Let me wipe that blood off. I'm shedding blood today, not you. Sorry. I mean, this is great, isn't it? But here, you know, there's a truth there, too. There's a truth there. If the apostolic doesn't know how to wield the sword... He'll start cutting ears off of hearers. You know what I'm saying? When the church doesn't know how to walk in the spiritual authority and they start getting outside of themselves and start looking at the circumstance and start operating and governed by everything they see and all that they feel, what they'll do is they'll pull that sword and they'll chop off ears of hearers. But Jesus is saying, look, I just want to, I want, I need to heal. It's time for us to heal the ears of the hearers. So he's talking about hearing revelation. And now I'm trying to get back. We're going to the gates of hell. <clears throat> but I have, to, I have to figure out where those suckers are at. And so, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. But I tell you, Peter, that on this rock, on this rock, he called him Peter there. Simon is his name. His daddy named him Simon. Jesus named him Peter, which means small stone, little rock is what it means, little rock. My brother's name is Robert, but my brother goes by Rock. My brother's name is Rock. He's never gone by Robert, ever, 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 ever. Now, it was not uncommon for me to be called. I hated it. I won't even tell you all little rock because I'm his younger sister so that's what they call Pe this is what Peter said here called called Peter he called him yeah Lisa's like I'm calling her little rock <laughs> what what'd you call me <laughs> I prefer Roxanne no. <laughs> that's for my 80s crowd here <laughs> I'm a child of the 80s y'all I can't help it I can't help it. I can't help it. Okay. You don't have to put the red dress on. Okay. Blessed are you, Simon, son. Y'all would come to this class sooner if you'd known so much fun. See, but my father who is in heaven, and I tell you, you are little rock, and on this rock I will build my church. Now, the question has been, there's lots of arguments. The Catholic Church say Peter is the rock, and other churches say this. This is a doctrinal point in the word of God has established. Now I, and I will build my 
and I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So he gives him this, and I don't believe that Peter is the rock. I'm not Catholic, and I don't believe that Peter is the rock that the church is built on, on the apostolic, apostolic, apostolic authority of Peter alone, and he's the ultimate foundation because the Bible says that there is no other foundation that can be laid other than Christ. So Christ is the rock. But I do believe that here that the rock that Jesus is talking about, if we just take it in its context, he's talking about revelation knowledge. The rock, because what he congratulates Peter for is what? How he received information. How he informed his life. So what he is doing is he's introducing a new set of tracks. A new set of tracks. And this old track line that ran from Adam in the garden will run all the way until it's terminal. Now, it's going to come, that's what the word terminal, when you go to the airport and you go to a terminal, I just wish I'd use another word. You know, terminal sounds like death, doesn't it? It's going to the terminal. You know, I don't want to die. Could we say destination? Going to the terminal. So Jesus is, in essence, a terminal, right? So the tracks were laid to the cross. And when he said it is finished, the tracks, if you could imagine, tracks were just laid right to him, right? We didn't stop there. See, then there was a hard turn, right? And they just kept going, and then where'd they go? And they ascended to the right hand. That's the seat of authority. Now, here's the deal. <clears throat> so you're saying that everybody's saved and just don't know it? No, you see what happened was the old tracks, they continued to run too, as it were. We'll call them the ghost tracks. The heritage tracks, the tracks, they're still there. How do I know they're still there? Because I see so many people riding on them. They're still there. They're still there just in, but there's coming a day. See, Christ, God made a way where you can get on a new set of tracks. You can start receiving information in a new way. Something other than your circumstance can start giving you information. And you can start deciding things in your life irrespective of what you see, what you feel, what your circumstance says. Because you now have the Spirit of God when you're saved. But see, you don't just get on these tracks. You have to lay your life down. He who loses his, let's just change it a little bit, not for injury's sake. He who loses his life is what the Bible says, right? Let's just put in parentheses. He who loses his tracks will find his tracks. You see what I'm saying there? Now, which tracks are easier for you to run on? The ones Jonah taught you. They are. Because you know why? Because you're engaged in this world and all you know how to do is see what you see, feel what you feel, taste what you taste, 
It's how you run. I'm sorry. It's just how you run. And you will have to, but you don't understand. You now have the spiritual capacity not to operate only naturally. Now, that is good news. And it's the good news that the church has maybe missed a little bit because we are not telling people how to get out of their fleshly old mindsets and actually start living in victory. How many people see the level of victory that you believe that Christ died to achieve for you? The Bible calls it his fullness. But see, we still operate in what's easy. And so this just doesn't come automatically. So we have here the gates. Now, I told y'all last week, I told you all those scriptures about Satan put it in their heart, David, put it in his heart to number the troops. Satan put it in um, right after this. Get behind me, Satan, for you are an offense to me because these thoughts of yours. Now, gosh, come on. This shows it, doesn't it? Peter's getting a, a hand clap from Jesus. Good job, Peter. You're getting a name change on this one. Oh, man, this is going to be great. You received information by the Spirit. And then Jesus says, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to die, and I'm going to be, you know. And Peter's like, come on, Jesus, I need to talk to you. He pulls him aside. Would you not say that anymore? Consider yourself and us too. And what does Jesus do? He turns to him and goes, get behind me, Satan. You don't even understand the things of God. He said, these thoughts of yours are not from God. They are from the, what does it say? The devil. Does that mean, I'm just, I'm just asking. Y'all can tell me what I just read. Does that mean that your brain... The one, your, the area of your brain. Y'all all have one, right? Y'all all know how thoughts work. Are you telling me that you can receive thoughts in your brain that are from the devil? And you can receive thoughts that are from God. Now, the, ah, you got your, you're, you're built for spiritual reception. You know what I would say, as you say, you drop your guard. You know what I would say, Tamara? If you try to retain your life and you try to hang gospel realities on the old tracks. <laughs> oh, I will step away on that one. See, what we're trying to do oftentimes, guys, and that's the reality of it. That's what the Lord spoke to me this morning. He said, people are not abandoning the, their own tracks. They're not abandoning the tracks. They're just trying to take spiritual promises that were finished, and they're trying to refurbish the old track lines and make them run the way they want them to. Remodel our old human efforts with ads, and we can live our best life now. We can make it sound Christian, make it look, we can take the world system and redecorate it with gospel truth. We can fancy it up with gospel. We can put a little Jesus on those tracks. Just a little Jesus on those tracks. Make that say, all the tracks of the flesh with a little Jesus. And that sounds like this. There is a way 
doot, doot, that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof is what? The ways of death. I'm telling you guys, if we want to have the victory that God has promised us, we've got to lay our life down. We've got to abandon the old tracks. And we say, God, I'm not, that's full on surrender. That's not trying to be our own conductor and fix up our own track line while we are also trying to do our thing and do a little Jesus thing and get this whole thing up so that we can ultimately make it into the pearly gates. Because nobody wants to go to hell when they die. can't fix up the old tracks. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. You can't fix up the tracks. Do y'all see what I'm saying here? See, many people are trying to get the goods. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? We want, there's like this benefit. I mean, what idiot on earth doesn't see the benefit of, of being a Christian? I mean, there are some idiots. There are some idiots that are so idiotic, they're, they're, their idiot factor is like way down. You know what I mean? They're like, they're not coming up to idiot would be a progression. You know, and I'm not saying that mean. I'm just saying that's just, you know, it just, it just sometimes it is. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what Jesus was saying too. You have ears to hear, let him hear. If there's any spiritual capacity, then I'm trying to talk to the, he's saying I'm trying to talk to a spirit ear. Do I have one? I'm trying to talk to a spirit ear. Ones who are willing to abandon their lives. <clears throat> and so we move on. Now, looking at this, I wrote this, and I just want to—I want to read some of it, and I'll stop in—I'll stop in the middle of it, and we'll look through this. It says, "What I asked the question: What is the source of that thought? That thought. What's the source of it? If we learn to do this, guys, it'd change our life. The aim is for thoughts to be worked into action, right? If Satan put in the great David, the giant killer David, put in his heart, Satan put in his heart to do what? To number the troops. Now we can talk about why that was a sin and why it wasn't. That's really not what's on the table right now. It's who put it in his heart? Who carried it out? Let me ask you this question. Has Satan ever carried out an action in this earth? Tell me any kingdom that the devil has built with his own two hands. Tell me any child that he's ever abused. Tell me any wife he's ever beat. Tell me any malfeasance he has ever set up in this seen realm. Now, I'm not giving him any credit. He has had to use who? Gates. He had to use people who 
would take a thought and convert it to action. David happened to David. He then, and where did it start? Where did it start? Where do you get your thoughts? Your refrigerator in the morning? <laughs> That's right. You get your thoughts. We all get thoughts the same way. The aim is for thoughts to be worked into action, agreement, or participation. The action, agreement, or participation is the release of that thought through the gate of your life into the world. This is how the enemy gets his agenda carried out and how the Lord has his plans carried out. Same plans are carried out. Same way. The kingdom of God is the range of God's effective will. But it's not a one-to-one ratio against the kingdom of darkness. It's not a balanced matchup. The kingdom rule is much greater. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. More, I am more than a conqueror. He has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. If I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. As Satan roams about as a roaring lion. As. He's the great pretender. As a roaring lion. He's an, I have it right here. An illusionist. Is this the one the Bible says we will say when we see him as he is? We will say, is this the one that didst weaken the nations? Is this the one... Is this the one that wreaked havoc? Is this the one? Because we will see him as he is in the perspective to who God is. Now, when I tell you that upon this rock, the ability to receive spirit revelation, you do not, you are not even, you're a danger until you abandon your life. How many times you're, it's, well, so you, it's not that you're dying daily so much. See, that we, let's take the language. Let's look at it a little differently because dying is a once thing, right? It just is. But the word there is used to die daily. It's to make you go, huh, how do I do that? It's supposed to make you go, well, that's weird. When you die, you're dead. When you're not, well, how do you die daily? So when you die daily, you, re, you reorient yourself daily to the reality of the cross and, what, and that you are the Lord's. And you get a chance to do it in every time that someone comes against you. See, the conflicts are there. How many of y'all have ever endured a conflict? Even after salvation. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a conflict. I played sports, and I was awesome. (laughs) I can't prove that now. (laughs) You'll have to take my word for it. (laughs) But I played sports. How many of you played sports and you were awesome? Look, see, we got, ah, that's right. Y'all all want to say the same thing. Okay, it's okay. You can do it. It's fine. So my coach, he set up a roster every year, right? And it was game. We call them games, right? But we could alternate. We could call it an alternate title for what that was: our schedule of conflicts. Right? That's what it was. Right? He scheduled a conflict. Why did he schedule your conflicts? 
to test you and to accrue, accrue what? Skills. What was he ultimately trying to accrue? The big W wins. We all want, how many of you, don't play on my team if you're just playing for fun. It's fun to win. You know what I mean? They're like, they come out there playing ball. You know, you volleyballers come out there, you're like, I don't really play, I just want to have fun. I'm like, yeah, go the other side. Yeah. <laughs> I won't set, I won't, I won't, I won't, I want to stop, set, spike. I want to stop, set. if you can't stop, set, spike, then please go the other side. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine, that's right, yeah. That's just who I am. How many of you, you know you're wired like me and you like, that's, I get it, I get it. Now, I can go, I can turn it off and say we're just here for fun, right? I can do that. But inside, it's like. I will let you know, Crossroads is the kickball champions of the world. We won the whole thing, quit playing. (laughs) That's how I like to do it. So anyway, where was I at? I got all in the flesh. Gosh. Okay. So we come, the conflicts are there. God schedules the conflicts in our life because he wants you to test your new equipment. Absolutely. You can't. And those, and those ones that you can see clearly, Tommy, we just call that practice with people in your own jerseys. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Because you better be practicing. You practice against people who are wearing your jerseys. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes you get mad at them. How many ever got mad at practice with your own teammates? You know what I'm talking about? But it's when, when you're practicing with people in your own jerseys, that's not when it's hard. See, just help. You just practice in there. It's when you get on the job or when you get somewhere else or when you get in the circumstance when he schedules the conflict, when, when, the, when the opposing team pulls up in the bus. And you're in, the, you're in the real life scenario. And it's not just this practicing with people in your jersey. This is what, this is when either I can shut up and let the Lord fight my battles. That might be the thing to do. Or I can, this is when I serve those who despitefully use me and persecute me. This is when I figuratively, you know, I turn the other cheek. This is when they ask for my cloak. Ah, I give them my coat also. And see, that's how we practice and that's how we demonstrate the dying daily. Is as we make, see, because in the gate, We've already said the gates are where decisions are made, right, of a city. The gate is where judgments are made. Can you point to the part of your body where judgments are made? Some people might point here, might point here. But either way, it does. It really does. Some, we, or some people might point here. But inside, but either way, it's something on the inside. So that's, see, that's where your gate is at. And the reality is, is that, 
we've, me and Mike have said this many times, and we always kind of feel like a little like, what? A big question mark come up in the room. You can feel it in the spirit, like a question mark. <laughs> when we ask the question, who will the devil use? The same ones that God will use. <laughs> See, that's the, that's the reality. That's how this thing works right here. So it's up to me as I submit to God. And I have lost my, I'm a, I'm a servant. I'm a slave of the king. I know you know, know you're a son and an heir. I am. I am. I'm a son and servant. But my surrender is that through the slave gate. And I walked through the surrendered slave gate. And when I got into that really tight little slave gate and I crawled through, so to speak, I'm, I mean, I'm like getting low as I can. And I got through. It was, I just entered through the slave gate. It was entered, it's like, this, this is the way to heaven. It's over there. It's like a slave of Christ. Okay, gosh, this is tight. And I, you know what I mean? And I got in and I, I worked through and I, I got through and I walked, stepped up. And when I stepped up, I was like, what's this room I'm in? Sonship. Y'all see? I went through the slave gate. But when I got inside, I found out I'm a son and I'm an heir and I'm a joint heir. I'm like, why don't y'all put that on the outside? Oh, they won't be surrender. Because narrow is the gate that leads to life everlasting. Because when you see that gate, it looks like death. Now we're back to Moses going up the mountain. And it's thundering, and it's lightning, and there's fire, and there's a wall of fire. And Moses is like, come on, y'all. You're supposed to be a kingdom of priests. Y'all, come on. You read Exodus 19, God said, I will make them a kingdom priest. When you hear the trumpet blast, y'all come up. Y'all come up when you hear the long, and, the, and the, the scripture is very specific. And the long blast. It's like going, and there was a long blast. <clears throat> Other words, it's signaling us. You know what I mean? <clears throat> long blast. Come up on the mountain. But what did the people do? It's a wall of fire. My mama told me not to get close to fire. Mm -mm. And Moses is like, come on, it's God. Oh, well. And then he get, but then the, the scripture gets really confusing there. It says, you know, they've said, right, they shouldn't come up. Were they supposed to come up or were they not supposed to come up? I mean, you, you're congratulating them for not coming up, but then you're inviting them to come up. You know why the scripture is purposely confusing there? Because the scripture is meditation literature. It's not supposed to be easy. This is not Dick and Jane novels. This is not a primer. This keeps you in tension all the time. You read the Bible and you look at it, you're always like, you know why it does that? So you'll sit with two concepts. you weigh on both and you're like what's going on what's going on as you sit with those two concepts and you're like whoa oh it's the truth the revelation that emerges from those two concepts it's like do we go up don't we go up see the revelation there is is that you were invited to go up it's God's plan for you to be a kingdom of priests but your own sinful nature won't allow it you are you are meant to be there. You just haven't found the way yet. 
You haven't found the way. So Moses goes up in a type of Christ, right? He's a type. He's a mediator. He goes up to the mountain, and it looks like he walks into a wall of fire, and he stays gone for 40 days. And what do the people on the ground think? He's dead. The dude is, how many of y'all think that someone goes into a towering inferno, they jump off into the center of a volcano? How many of you are so spiritual, you're like, yeah, he's still alive. I mean, y'all are still the ones in there in the Trump camp going, he's still going to be president. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had to do it. That was a, that was a jab. That was a jab. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But, I mean, you so you see that, you know what I mean? He goes into the wall of fire. You got to have something bigger hope, y'all. You got to have a bigger hope than a man with a, it would be better if he's a toupee. So we, he walks into a wall of fire. Now what, now you're just seeing from your perspective on the ground. He's dead, right? But what happened to Moses? He walked through the surrender gate. And what did he walk into? He walked into glory. He walked into a place you can be for 40 days and not have your stomach growl. He walked into a place where he's sustained by something other than natural means. He walked into a place that is, he walked up on a mountain but ended up in heaven. He is, he's communing. I bet to him it didn't feel like 40 days. He wasn't marking time. You know what I'm talking about? He's like, whoa, this is great. This is amazing. This is awesome. And down below, they just say Moses is dead. They're building a calf. So that's what I'm talking about. It wasn't the time. But then Peter, what does he say? New Testament. For you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. It doesn't, it's fire, it's fire. It's fire. And so sometimes it just manifests in the physical. So, so what we see here, see now the New Testament starts making sense. As Peter says, you're a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar pe people. What are you supposed to do? Hebrews 12 and 1 tells us, hmm. Nah, maybe 12. Y'all can go look. I think it's around 12. It says, but you have not come to Mount Sinai, which is a flaming mountain full of smoke and sulfur and thunderings and fearful terror, so that if anyone touched the mountain, they would be put to death. Who came to that mountain? The Israelites. I just described it to you. That's the mountain they came to, a mountain where when Moses came down with the tablets and they had made the golden calf, he threw down the tablets signifying that God had divorced them. They broke the covenant. I mean, they just said they wouldn't and they just did. Just 40 days later, they're done. They're toast. And he, break, he throws the tabernacle, he, I mean, throws the, the tables down. The covenant is broken. And God's going to do what? destroy them all but Moses says 
But see, we're, we're just learning a story, y'all. All we're doing is learning a story about a Savior. But Moses, in the type of Christ, he says, no, no, we're not going to destroy it all because, God, I know who you are. You're merciful and you are kind and you're loving and you keep covenant to a thousand generations. And so now Peter tells our Paul or whoever wrote Hebrews, it says, now you have come not to Mount Sinai in fear. You've come to what? Mount Zion. You've got to know what y'all came to. You gotta know how these tracks are laid. I'm telling you, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. You gotta learn how to receive spiritual information. You gotta learn how to listen to the Spirit. Don't let me listen to the Spirit for you and tell you what the Spirit says. If I'm listening to the, I may go tomorrow. Well, I'll get another preacher and he'll be able to do that. Or you could learn to fish. Just a thought. Or you could learn to be one who understands revelation knowledge and hears from the Spirit of God and runs on the tracks and you are actually being someone who makes a difference. You see what I'm saying there? We are a gate. What gate are you? What tracks are you on? Do you know how to hear the voice of the Spirit? And we're going to learn how to hear the voice of the Spirit. And I believe that the people in this coming generation, not this this church, but the church of Jesus Christ around the world, is going to learn how to hear revelation from the Spirit. And stop building their own kingdom and decorating it with, with, with Christian values. So you got some scripture on your walls. Big, hairy, fuzzy deal. Do you have any on your heart? Get rid of it out of your house and put it on your heart. We'll do you far more good. We're dismissed.